0: Apple presents Meet the Musicians at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator Jeff Reagan from SiriusXM's Alt Nation and tonight's guests, Ra Ra Riot. Again, Ra Ra Riot. Ra <laughs> Ra Riot sitting down. Oh my goodness, it's so good to see you guys. You look well rested.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Ra 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 have been very busy. They've been on the road touring. Uh, I'm sure most, every single. Yes, you all know their record, Beta Love, came out in January. And it's just been work, 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 work with you people, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> like always.
0: Always. Nonstop. Lots of work. Yeah. Nothing but. So, okay, record comes out in January. Obviously, you need time to make said record. So, when, ha- when did the process for Beta Love start? Take us backwards.
3: Well, I guess it depends on uh, what part of the process you're talking about. We started thinking about it right after we finished our previous record. Okay. I first uh, started
1: playing bass in 1998.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's how long you've been thinking about Beta
0: Love. Well, I've been rude. Uh, Please identify yourselves first, because maybe people in the back can't see who the voices are are belonging to. I'm Wes.
3: Hi.
0: I'm Matt. I'm Milo. Rebecca. All right, perfect. They should have done that from the beginning. Anyways... (laughs) talk about beginnings, all the way back the first time you picked up a bass. My goodness, man. So the cycle never stops with you guys. Ra Ra Riot writes music consistently, it sounds like, because you had a record out not more than a few years ago.
3: Yeah, two and a half years two ago. And a half. Or two and a half years before Beta Love came out.
0: And so do you write while you're touring, on the bus, uh, in, in the dressing room? Do you guys fiddle with things on stage during soundcheck?
3: That happens from time to time, but mostly it's when we get home mm-hmm. and are really antsy all of a sudden and don't have, you know, 24 hours a day mapped out that we kind of look at our you know f- start fumbling with technology and Let's deciding that we need something
0: to do. Let's get to work.
3: Yeah. Well, it's very, it's very, uh, uh, tedious
0: to be on the road when you are touring. Your days are pretty much mapped out for you, right? There's, okay, we got to be, uh, in the lobby at this time because the van's leaving for here. We got to make time to get to there and, um, stuff like that. So is there that kind of decompression time when you do actually find you guys just had about a week, week and a half off? Yeah. yeah. What, what, okay. Can we go down the line real quick? What did you day with,
3: do with your first day off? Uh, I, th- I just played video games, I think. Fair enough. That's an honest answer. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I,
1: s- I slept until 2.30 nice. in the afternoon. Of course. And then And then I, well, the first thing I did when I got home is I put my cell phone away. I just put it away. Do not disturb. Didn't ta- I don't think any of us talked to each other for at least a week. I honestly didn't know what anyone was doing. I saw we just all went on went Tuesday. Home. You d- what did you guys do on Tuesday? Went to a <laughs> concert. <laughs> You
0: didn't call. You. Co- oh, what this is awkward. It just got awkward a little what bit. Be honest with you, His phone well, was Well, I didn't drawer, see though.
1: anyone for a week. But yeah, I just I slept really late, and then I think there was a lot of uh, maintenance on my neglected fantasy hockey team roster. So I had to add some yep. holes in in the team to fill up. So that took a few days. Gretzky retired. You and know. And yeah. He's just not on your team anymore. And now here okay. we are.
0: Yep. Okay, so you guys look rested. This is nice. This is good. And um, there's, there's still work to be done. I mean, the, the, the months ahead will, will no doubt give us uh, more shows and, and touring and cool stuff like that. But what during the process of Beta Love over the last two and a half years, as we just found out, what, where have you guys gone? And in, in, in whether it's with, look at all these pedals or, or writing lyrics or, or collaborating differently, what different, uh, even if it's just a feeling, what was different this time through? For Ra, Ra, Riot, when you guys were putting this stuff together, whether the very early stages or that right up to that last minute when you have to decide, okay, w- how many songs are going to make it, what songs aren't going to make it, where there are a lot, of, there's a lot of decisions to be made. So can you can you walk us through some of that?
3: Well, probably the biggest difference is that it's just the four of us this time for the first time. Okay, explain that a little bit. Um, our founding cellist left the band, uh, I guess, like a year before we really started uh, doing. Beta love, really seriously. Right. Um, so uh, that allowed us, you know, a lot of freedom to change things and um,
2: approach things differently. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, we had we had a diff- whole different attitude making this record. Um, you know, in the past when we had uh, written songs, it was it was a lot about, uh, you know, jamming through stuff and you know what's the what's the uh, instrumentation like on this part of the song? And, um, you know, how do we fill in this space? But this time around, it was kind of more like, well, do we actually need to fill in this space? And what serves the song? And um, it was a little bit more of a minimalist approach. And uh, part of that was just, you know, attitude change. So Cool.
0: Now, where did you guys... um where did you guys spend most of your, physically, geographically, where were you located during the bulk of this recording, when you were deciding that you didn't need to fill this space?
2: sort of New York. Sort right? of New York. The, well, That's guess. another borough. <laughs> in our practice space in Greenpoint. OK, cool. Yeah. You guys are- That was more practice and writing and less recording.
0: Because you guys have roots upstate New York, yes?
2: We all went to Syracuse. We all met there, yeah. Go orange.
0: Cuse. Somebody in the back. okay. OK, so how does it different, now that you have your own res- rehearsal space and you have uh, you have a library, a catalog of songs, is there ever the fear that this is almost sounding like one of our other pieces of music and we don't want to go there? Or is it different now because geographically you're spending more time in Brooklyn than you might have in the past? Are there different things like that that, that you take into account now?
3: Yeah, I think environment definitely impacts the music you make. Um, while we did work a lot uh in Brooklyn and you know some in the winter, we spent a lot of time actually tracking and and pre production and uh you know mixing and stuff all that stuff was done in Oxford Mississippi, and that was kind of the first time we ever really worked for a long time um in a warm place and I think that was that kind of sounds silly, but it was a big change for us um I think it allowed us a lot more uh, energy to capture, and I think um, you know, just like uh, day-to-day stuff was was more relaxed and more fun. You know, if if anything was getting a little bit too crazy, we could just go out and shoot some basketball or hockey, or as opposed to in the past, it kind of be like, I'll go into a different building because gotcha. it's so cold.
0: What did you? Is there anything locally you picked up uh, down in uh, Mississippi that you have never been exposed to? Uh, music, art, food, anything like that? Yeah, lots of food.
1: A lot yeah. of food. a lot of catfish. Fried catfish. Lots of catfish. Good
0: stuff. They do really good things with catfish, don't they? They do.
1: Yeah. Well, they just mostly did one thing with it, which is fried. Just <laughs> fried, just fried it. Up. Fried it. And then it's okay. on you to do with something with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fair enough fair enough uh, i you guys are seriously one of my favorite bands i i've i've loved your Thank bunch you. of your records and your songs are uh fun they're complex but not I, this is just me i don't you guys don't overthink things it's just a lot of fun to to listen to your to your music and um you know a song that one of my favorites right now is uh, dance with me can you talk about that one maybe um you know it's a toe tapper guys i mean is that a mississippi <laughs> influence or is that did that start in in brooklyn or where did something like that come from
1: well
3: that one, it did start in Brooklyn. actually. Yeah,
1: it did. Yeah. Well, it's funny because one of the like Wes was talking about with our different approach with this record. One of those things was, like in the past, we when we when we got into a studio, everyone had every measure of every song figured out. Everyone knew what their parts were. So being in the studio for us wasn't really, like this magical, exciting thing. It was just like you put your part down and then you wait for other people to put their parts down. But this time, we did a lot of. You know, Dennis, the producer, Dennis Herring, he was involved early on with the pre-production, and the songs really developed a lot in the studio, so there was a lot of uh, changing and stuff. And so with something like uh, Dance With Me, that started as just like a riff that was being built up in our practice space, which is basically the one main riff of the whole song. And in the past that was something we would have just played together over and over and over again and just added on top of it and then we would have been like, Now what do we do with this? How is this a song? But this time we just we sent we sent Dennis like all of the ideas that we had and that was just this little riff. We
4: w- yeah, it was just a snippet, like a you know, two minute room recording or something.
1: Yeah, which we didn't think anything was gonna come out of it. And then he and Wes worked on it. Um, during some pre-production and started to develop it and took this different route and then it came back to us and then we refreshed it out a little bit more so it was sort of this this, it was the first song that I heard from the pre-production sessions and it was like an early sign that I think working with Dennis was going to be like a a good a a fruitful endeavor so it was good
0: sounds like you trust him a lot yeah, yeah, you ha-
1: you, ha- you absolutely you have, have, have to. to. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and you guys have to trust each other a lot too, right? I mean yeah. you guys are making art together and there are four plus of you to do that. So let's uh I'm not trying to do TMZ here, but do you guys get into it sometimes? I mean do you guys is there times where you all have to go to separate corners or somebody go play hockey, somebody shoot hoops, somebody play video games, we need a couple minutes <laughs> to just rah rah riot this thing out and we'll get it figured.
3: Uh that happened more previously. Okay. Less this this time around. Um, Dennis wasn't really like a disciplinarian, but he was sort of uh, a boss. You know, he was he was the boss of the land. So you know, he kind of made sure none of that stuff really got to any boiling point. All our all our uh, anger was directed at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good producer. was yeah. a very yeah, good producer. Crazy. That's it part is. of their it's, job. It's They're supposed of, to be the punching bag. Yeah. And the, pun- and the puncher as well. That's cool.
0: Now, um, you said you've been planning the Beta Love record since you first picked up a bass. and mm-hmm. So I guess I now have to go backwards in time and say, uh, do you remember the first person that put either music in your in your hands or in your ears or the first time you, you heard something or that it stuck with you to this day? you talking to Matt? I'm talking to everybody. Well, these people want to know each one of you guys. They w- I'm, I'm supposed to be up here just breaking you all down just just getting getting nuts and bolts here i
3: think the first music the first thing i that comes to mind when you ask that question anyways when uh my my older brother got an uh oktong baby tape for his birthday when i was you know i guess i was 6 or 7 when that record came out and uh that was a that, that was, was like oh Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: This is this is cool music because my, br- my brother listens to it.
0: That's how it happens. A yeah. lot of times you talk to an artist and, and they have an older sibling or somebody in their family that was listening to contemporary music, or rock usually, and there was a poster or a, a concert or a jacket or a T-shirt, something small like that, that triggers a career. And that's kind of a very, very powerful, awesome thing about music, I th- I think. Yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys? Is there something that, that triggers that you remember in...
1: I don't know You're if there's psyche? an actual trick. I li- I remember we always talk about li- like listening to music through our parents when we were like little, and that was like the stuff that's like really deeply ingrained. I remember like in my mom's car there was always like Luther Vandross, Vandross, and uh, and like Beatles, and my dad was like really into Robert Palmer, and the Power Station. So that was like I just remember all that stuff from like growing up. But then I think my like, my best friend from childhood, he moved in right next door to me, like, in middle school, and he was a drummer. And so I'd always be over his house listening to him practice and talking about music. I think that was, like, a big... That was when it was, like, first, like, directly introduced cool. into my life.
0: Excellent. You guys were... Anything?
4: Um, yeah, growing up, m- my parents weren't particularly musical, but we had a few guitars and a piano in the house. And I think it was enough to get me curious, at least. Cool. I mean, sort of had the the means to start taking lessons either way so it
0: worked yeah. whatever yeah. it was well, it worked I'm look at you are on stage man there's instruments yeah. here <laughs> too
4: how about you is
0: there uh, uh, somebody influential musically
2: um probably my maybe my older sister i don't know i always just wanted to play i started with piano and when i was five and then um was forced to n- i wouldn't practice so my mom stopped providing lessons. <laughs> but then I wanted to play violin. And so when I was seven, I picked it up. I think I just always was drawn to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs>
0: seems to be working out. Yeah. Do you still have your piano teacher's phone number? We should totally prank her tonight. <laughs> just, just calling from New York yeah. in a band, touring the world, putting out records left yeah. and right. How's, how's the recital going? OK, yeah. cool. All right, so <laughs> when a band gets on the road, there's a fine, fine dynamic. It's almost I like to envision in my brain uh, like like uh, like the A-team, man. Everybody's got a special thing that they do on the road. Somebody's the getaway driver. Somebody's the, the confidence man. Rah, rah, right. Who does what when you guys are out there surviving? You versus the road. Who does what? Wh- who has the special skills?
3: I think your perception of the situation is a little No, don't little change warped. it. No, in my head, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I could see it.
2: I, I find restaurants. That's what I do when, when everyone's hungry, I <laughs> find the Yelper. I find I go through Yelp or I find a good place. Are, you, are you good there.
0: like that? Like, can you find it one, two, three? Because I get yelled at. Yeah. I can't I can't search quick enough.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty quick. Nice. Yeah. Okay. See, we, all, we all get a little, you okay, know, moody when we're really hungry. So you got to take gotta be care quick. of that. Yeah. They,
0: they, yeah. Okay. Okay. When it's when there's not fried catfish in front yeah. of you, you got to make decisions. Okay. What about uh, there, there's there's uh, nobody who's uh, known to park the van or or get the, uh, the get, get the uh, the sweet spot uh, or anything like that, any any of that kind of stuff?
3: We're mostly on a bus now.
0: Oh, sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. Excuse, rah, rah, right. Excuse it's me. Raw, raw, has got a bus. My bad. I didn't see it on Prince Street. I apologize. Okay, Actually, on yeah, the bus. No. Who's the one that keeps the Actually, bus
1: today? We
0: don't have a bus.
1: So. Okay, it's tough we to park We have a rented a van b- f- from New Jersey. Oh, Jersey vans
0: are the yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. Jersey, Jersey vans. <laughs> Jersey vans. All right. Check the trunk. Just well, before, like, you, before <laughs> yeah. you take
3: the keys, just give, I kick guess, the tires. Or on. don't check the trunk. Mm, that's true. You yeah, yeah. You're,
0: you're less like,
1: I guess it's not yeah. really interesting on the bus because everyone just sort of like reads and sleeps all the time. But when we were back in the van, we all had important jobs. Well, Matt
2: was our navigator for was, years. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, I've, I never have had a driver's license, so I was kind of like dead weight. So I, I had to like <laughs> really like figure out something to do. So I really got into navigating, so I'd always be up yeah. in the front seat. He was seat.
4: replaced, eventually. Yeah. But was, a Garmin. Yeah, someone yeah. bought us a and Garmin, the and then
1: I had nothing to do for, like... You're fine until Garmin
0: starts playing <laughs> <Yeah>. bass. Then <laughs> yeah, then so there's the meeting. We have to have exactly. a talk. Come on over to the rehearsal space. Garmin's, Your key doesn't work. Garmin's Does re- really easygoing. Rehearsal space have a name? Do you guys affectionately refer to it as home base? the a safe zone? It
3: actually not a name. Affectionately not referred to, yeah.
0: <laughs> nothing? Yeah, Can I name it? name it? It doesn't have a name. Can we do a contest where these fine people can name the Ra rah riot rehearsal space? Sure. The rah-rah-dome? Sure. Or yeah. Playoff yeah, s- we
1: just call Syracuse? it the space. The or closet. The, or the expletive space yeah. is usually <laughs> oh, how we yes, refer to it. <laughs> yeah, text yeah. message,
0: meet me at the asterisk, expletive, pound Redacted. sign space. Redacted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've been playing lots of shows, and, and the onstage dynamic has changed a little bit over uh, the last two and a half years of the band. Um, more room on stage. Maybe you can run around and, 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 and jump and shout. Do you guys remember, though, the, the first rah-rah-riot performance? Is there anything that sticks out? It was, it was up in Syracuse? Am I wrong yeah. to guess? OK. What was the first gig
3: like, man?
2: Well, I think it was in my basement, right? Yep. And it was packed. Of course. And we were a we, we seven piece a at the time.
3: <laughs> no, we were six the first time because there oh, was that's no drummer. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a few notable things that happened at that yeah, show.
2: Yeah, Our drummer didn't show up.
4: <laughs> well, he came late. He thought it was practice. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 he was. Wa- he actually
1: watched the set. <laughs> we saw him like halfway through the set. He was in the crowd. And we so we played with a drum machine that first show. He,
0: did he do the homer? Go, yeah. yeah. Should have been up there for that.
1: Yeah. And also, our our manager Josh got arrested at that show, which was like yeah. the Josh. most <laughs> <laughs> the most rock and roll thing that's ever happened to us. He got arrested for, yeah. for a peace disturbance.
2: Yeah, um, a moody professor across the street Ugh. called the cops on us. Yeah. The
3: worst, Stuffy. just like every movie yeah. ever. Yeah.
1: Stuffy old <laughs> headmaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was
3: <laughs> my yeah. advisor.
1: Yeah.
0: Can we crank call him tonight? <laughs> Let's just give him a shout. I don't think he knows. He, he doesn't I know? I <laughs> know, but he doesn't know. <laughs> we got we to get a hold of that guy. So, okay, so your, your, your manager got arrested, and uh, there, was, there was a sans drummer for half the set, which is fine. And uh, you went from there. The Things seem to be getting progressively better. Your manager's right there, so that's good. <laughs> He's not wearing a jumpsuit of orange or anything like that. And um, When you take new songs out onto the road, I, we, we have a chance to have you guys perform here today. Now you have a couple albums worth of music. Is, um, how does the discussion go as you're putting together your set list? Do you, do you, especially when you have new songs, do you, do you find a special place for that? Do you weave it in uh, in between the, the bigger songs? How does that work?
3: Yeah, we don't want to give away all our secrets. <laughs> but come on, man! <laughs> this is this is me breaking y'all down.
2: Well, at the when we were preparing to go on tour, um, we came. We tried to come up with a few set lists that really work, weaving in the new songs, mixing the old, not putting like five new songs, mm-hmm. you know, all together. Because um, you know, obviously, the audience wasn't familiar with the new stuff as much as they were the old. So it's, I guess, a mix of weaving and the dyman- dynamic of the whole set and the songs and um trying to balance out, you know, what we want to play and then what we think the audience wants to hear as well.
0: How um, fun <laughs> is it when you guys write a new song though and you take it out on tour and you play it and and your fans are singing along? I mean, yeah, I that's don't cool. can, is, can you describe it? Is there a word or words a, a well, string Well the of first
2: words? week you're like <laughs> all of you didn't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <But> Hashtag <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But you're like, oh, at least you should, you know, you're at a concert, you bought a ticket, that's fine.
0: <laughs> well, the thing with Ra Ra Riot, too, and I'm sure all these fine, really good-looking people here know, um, <laughs> is that you guys, I, I always tell my friends, you don't know how well you know Ra Ra Riot, because their songs, I, again, I, I don't want to Gush here, but they're so catchy and so cool, and and they've been um, supported in all sorts of what up until recently would be considered non-traditional um, uh, avenues. I mean, I saw a great uh, uh, the car commercial where it had your name on there and your and your song. I think it was a boy. And mm-hmm. talk about that real quick, if you could. Like, it, it, how sweet is that to have people want your music to help, you know, get out there even further?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool that that. Um, that ad was a surprise to us too. They just kind of asked if they could use the song. We didn't know they were going to put the marquee of gotcha. the venue and Best all that concert other stuff. of the decade. Yeah, <laughs> sort of hyperbolic uh, stuff praise, to live up to. There, <laughs> <laughs> We'll yeah. take there it. A ahead. lot yeah.
2: of funny comments about that. Yeah.
0: But but uh, another way that people then, when they come to buy a ticket to the show and they come to the show, they're going to sing along with that song. Maybe yeah, you were surprised. Like, oh, that's right. I was going to say, you said you were surprised. I'm like, wait, they didn't tell you at all? You were just flipping around <laughs> one day and like, wait a minute. Where's Josh? we got to yeah. get him on the phone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Something happened. Yeah.
0: Okay, so can you, we're going we, to, the, the people have so many questions, way better than anything that I could possibly ask. So we're about to take it to the crowd, take it to the streets. Okay. Um, But real quick, um, you guys tweet, I follow you on, on the Twitter, but can you tell everybody real quick where we can keep up with you guys so that we can find out the next time we can come and sing along with you guys?
2: Um. Or well, at Rara
0: Riot. I'm glad you got that. that <laughs> <was>
2: Facebook.com <laughs> slash Rara Riot. Got that one too, cool. Instagram, Rara Riot. You guys are good
0: at that. You guys are good at th- You know, a lot of people, listen, I hate to say it, I'll be the person that says not everybody can Instagram. Everybody can sign up for it, but it's tough sometimes. You gotta have an eye. You guys have it figured out. So follow them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's so we got Deca. the Facebook, the Twitter. <laughs> it's all she me. does. It all it's all her. Part. In between finding places to eat, she's yeah. also Instagram. She,
1: yeah, yeah, she's all social media department. Yeah. Yeah, right
0: speaking of social let's get a little social with our crowd here um please at least i a little really clapping up, yeah. a little cheering <laughs> hurrah rah, riot this is it's it's about to get real because i'm gonna be quiet and we're gonna gonna go to the
1: crowd what's your favorite instagram filter
2: <laughs> that's Great what, question. i'll usually take a photo and then give it to matt
1: <laughs> I, I find walden to be the most versatile and <laughs> It's great for landscapes or portraits, <laughs> indoor, or outdoor. I like it's got a good balance of washiness and contrast. So I find appealing.
0: Nailed it. He nailed it.
1: Always Walden. Hi, uh, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, where do you guys get your inspiration for your music? Like, what? You know, it's re- I find it really unique. So, where do you guys kind of pull your ideas and what helps you guys write your songs and everything like that? So, well, that's a difficult thing to answer. I think. With, uh, at least with the way that we work, it's sort of like, you know, we weren't, we weren't like friends before the band formed, which I think is kind of unusual for bands. So we all have come from like pretty different backgrounds. And I think at any given point, we have like our collective influences, but each one of us is listening to totally different things. So whenever we come together to, to arrange a song, it's sort of like we're all, you know, putting in whatever, you know, wherever our individual sensibilities are at at a given moment. I think that that has a lot to do with it. So it's just a lot of listening to music and it's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of reading. Outside of music, too. Yeah, a lot of, like, reading, going to art museums, doing just, you know, any creative person, you you have to be able to sort of source inspiration all the time. You always have to have that, uh, be on the lookout, I think, and be open to, to things. So, yeah, it's sort of a... Yeah, sort of in like an abstract kind of thing. But when we get into uh, when we get into the room and actually start writing, I you know, for instance, I'll be like, oh, this song, this is a fun song idea. I've been really like, what bass player do I feel like ripping off right now? Like, oh, I've been listening to a lot of, like Weather Report. Like, what well, you know? Let me like, pretend, to yeah, to like, do what Jaco would do in this song or something like that. It's uh, you, you put everything together and plays off each other, and then things. Things just start to happen. Yeah. Hi, uh first I'd like to say thank you for coming. And um Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Um right what's there. your favorite song to play live?
2: I think we all have different ones. I
3: don't know. I have to think about okay. it.
1: My mine is uh mine's eye shut off, which we may or may not be playing tonight, so stick around. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wilderness, maybe, or I Shut Off, but yeah. New songs are generally more exciting for us to play, so.
2: I Shut Off, Dance With Me is really fun because I'm not playing violin, so it's a challenge.
3: (laughs) I like all those songs. (laughs) Good answer. I like the space between the songs, too.
0: (laughs) I love the moment before you press play. (laughs) We have any more questions? We got a hand.
4: Hey guys, uh, have you ever used any app uh, to help you during the creative process, like to write down a melody or something?
3: Yeah, w- uh, I use voice memos yeah. all the time.
4: Nothing, nothing yeah. really <laughs>
3: high tech.
1: Sometimes he'll send me a recording. <laughs> he's like, "What do you think of this?" And I'll play, <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> which isn't to knock Apple's recording technology in the <laughs> in the iPhone, but. But yeah, just little notes here and there, maybe. Garage band. we used to do a lot of recording on GarageBand, actually.
3: We used a
4: tuner on stage, uh, some tuning app. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Clear Tune and Animog and a couple other things, I guess.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it, it's funny. It wasn't until like our second record where we actually started recording rehearsals and hearing what we were doing. And I don't know how we ever wrote or arranged music before then, but we, start, we would just put a Mac in the middle of the room and... I'm not just saying that, but we would just put a laptop in the middle of the room and just open GarageBand and just hit record and we'd like record whatever we did for like three hours and then we'd go back and listen to it and we're like, oh, what was that thing? That sounded kind of cool. So that really helped us start writing and arranging differently.
2: A lot of the orchard string parts were written like that. Lots of recording and going back.
3: Hey guys, um, so I saw you probably three or four years ago um, when you guys were touring with Maps and Atlases which was yeah. really a surprise because, like, what the hell? They're so different than you. So I was just wondering, like, um, like, how do you guys choose your opening bands and, like, what was your favorite opening band that you've ever had? Mm. That was a good one.
2: Yeah. We toured with them because we really love them. So when, sometimes when stuff doesn't match up, it's just because we really like them so much. Loved them. Delicate Steve was amazing to play with.
4: Givers. Um, yeah, Givers.
1: givers. Yeah, we've been lucky to tour with a lot of bands that we really like, and it's it's cool too, cause like with smaller tours like that, when r- you're not really, you know, y- you don't really have to worry about like bands who will sell tickets. Or you don't really have to worry about like the marketing or that kind of thing. W- and we w- we were free to like sort of take bands that we wanted to take out on the road, which was really a lot of fun. So yeah, Maps, that was a really fun tour. I remember there was Maps and Atlases in Princeton, which was another band that we really liked. But yeah, definitely Delicate Steve, Givers, those were our favorites. Yeah. Uh, hello? I was wondering, uh, what is your craziest fan story? If uh, they ever happened. The craziest story that ever happened. What's that? You'll
0: notice she doesn't have the microphone near her <laughs> face right now. She's just double checking this one can get out there.
1: A positive what? Positive yeah. story. That's positive.
2: Uh, (laughs) we have a really big fan from Japan, and um, we were just getting ready for our show like three weeks ago in Vermont, and I was like in the lobby of the day room, and I saw her, (laughs) and she had come, I mean, I guess via... From Japan through Seattle to Boston and then to Vermont for our show in Burlington.
4: Yeah, but we've seen her in the UK and yeah. in Japan. Yeah, we saw her in Japan
2: like two
4: months ago. <laughs> so she shows up everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. One That's time, two band members
1: got so drunk they physically moved a car yeah. <laughs> just by themselves. They picked it up and they rotated it around in its parking space. And that nobody was got that crazy. on video. No. Oh. No, it wasn't on video. Fail. <laughs> that was another crazy thing that happened once. That would be, yeah.
3: That was that I Nothing to do with fans, though. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: maybe a fan. Maybe it was a fan's car, and we didn't know.
0: <laughs> we can flesh out the story details later. We can get back, you know.
4: Thanks. Hi. Um, you guys have always had really interesting music videos. So I was wondering where the inspiration for Betalove came from, and like what it is exactly from. Also, the show.
2: That was actually sent to us from a fan um on Facebook. Like in um I think in December, just after the song had come out. It was, we just yeah, it was
4: the day after yeah. we released the song or something. Yeah.
2: And we just loved it so much and just thought it was so appropriate and really funny and kind of just captured, you know, the vibe of the song. But we heard it's from like a show in from San Francisco. I don't know exactly what show it was, but Um, Public access of some sort. Yeah. But it was kind of cool that we were able to work with a fan and, you know, go back and forth and just had, you know, ask him to edit some things. But yeah, a fan sent it in.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um, what was the largest influence in you getting discovered? I think just playing, going on tour.
2: I'm going to also say MySpace. That was back in the MySpace days. Because we recorded, like, we formed in January recorded a demo in March and then put it on MySpace and then we're getting lots of feedback. But CMJ also played a huge role, as did South by Southwest, just playing loads of shows. And I think after CMJ 2006, the year we formed, we basically had our whole team and we could start touring more and traveling and that sort of thing.
0: All right, excellent questions. Give yourselves a round of applause, please. And then continue that round of applause for Rah Rah Riot.